This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. The following is a paid program. The views or claims made are not necessarily those of WILK staff, management, or sponsors. It's time for Laurie and Lynn. Local talk to start your weekend right. And now, Laurie and Lynn on WILK. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Laurie and Lynn Show. Today, our girlfriend, Lynn Evans, is not with us. um, Lynn is away. I don't know what the heck she's doing. She knows she tells me, and it just goes right out of my mind, She's going up to Boston to the women's... some women's networking thing. Okay. Is it? I Wasn't don't know. she selected for it? Yeah, I maybe so. that's is that this because one? of the book and okay. yeah, that's what she told me she was gonna be doing. All right. Then so that that's a great a, honor. That's yeah, nice. well she's a good girl. You know, she's she's a terrific lady, someone who's done a lot, someone who's been accomplished. Yes. Accomplished someone who could woman. run for president of the United States. <sighs> Even accomplished women don't necessarily win correct. For president correct. of the United correct. States. You know, Barbara, I have to say, uh, first of all, joining me is um, attorney Barbara J. O'Hara, who is one of our sponsors this week. So Barbara greatly, um, w- w- uh, I shouldn't say greatly, Barbara has greatly helped me by coming in for the whole hour with me, but it's graciously accepted an invitation, I should say, to my be pleasure. here with us, so with me, because Lynn isn't here. Is it, hi, Lynn, in the vacant chair over there. So Barbara's here. And you know, Barbara, I have to say this, you know, we try as best we can, we try to stay on topic on this show and we don't really get overly political although we are bleeding heart liberals but we try to honor you know not get into the political stuff because it can be very divisive and we you know we have to respect everybody for who who, where they stand and who Mm -hmm. they support and i get that so we try not to do that but that being said every now and then that that will it'll slip out but I'm not letting this one go because I think that it is, I know so many women who have called me in the last couple of days or who I've spoken to who have cried on Tuesday night, I did. cried Tuesday morning, including myself, cried today. Just when you think about things, when you read these stories. I mean, I read today in the newspaper, which we're taping on Thursday, um, Garrison Keillor wrote, you know, from the Washington Post wrote, they want column. change, boy, are they going to get it? That is, everybody has to read. It is an, inc- it's wonderful, but he's great anyway. I did not read um, Maureen Dowd yet. I have to read her. But because I don't know what she says, I know she wasn't a big fan of the Clintons. I don't know what she oh, says. She's in there. not a big fan of the Clintons or and- Trump. But I don't know what she said. But beside the thing is that it is so sad for women. And and I I was watching the Today Show this morning, and mm-hmm. they had some you know excerpts uh, excerpts of the late night talk show host and one of them was very poignant and it was Seth Meyers who I don't, really don't stay up to watch but I do what like him say? and he was saying and he sort of choked up when he was talking about it 
that, you know, to, to all of the women out there, don't lose hope. Don't give up. You know, someone will rise up and someone will be able to break that glass ceiling. He didn't say these exact words, but what he said was, I hope in my lifetime someone does it. And then this is when he choked up. He said, my mother was so thrilled to go and cast her vote. She was so thrilled to do it. And she, he said, I hope in my mother's lifetime that she can see a woman that qualified become the president of the United States. And even when I took my mother to vote, which I never do, she always goes by herself, but she had her hip replaced in March and she mm-hmm. fell twice. So she's a little unsteady. So we went over to the Isaac Tripp Elementary where my mom votes in Westside and it was packed and so they helped us because she was standing you know had to mm-hmm. stand there so I went over to her and she sat with her and she circled those circles mm-hmm. for Hillary Clinton and Katie McGinty and I said mom you're because I totally believed she would be making I said mom do you realize at the age of 79 you're making history you are casting a vote in a history-making election for both a woman who would win for Senate, the first woman, and a woman president of the United States. And I felt so proud that my mother at 79 could witness that. And here I am at 55 thinking, I wanted, you know, I was so proud of it. So, And my mother's 92, and she won't. I don't think she'll see it. That's, no, but it's that's so, so sad. It's sad because it's we've worked so hard to do to be in that position and to have somebody who is the single most qualified. I don't care what she does, what you don't like about her, what she any of that stuff aside. I love the I, she is the most qualified person. She and is. the fact and that unfortunately she, that was used against her. exactly. And her husband's baggage and all this other stuff. Do men's wives' baggage carry with them when they run? I've like, never is, seen that. Is Donald Trump's wife baggage being carried into the White no. House? No. no. Maybe it will come out. But the point is, and who cares? What? They don't care. Multiple, a, multiple weddings, multiple marriages. I know. Multiple mul- children multiple from different wives. I, I know. And I'm not that there's anything wrong with that either. No, but you but, see the double standard. Exactly. And you look at this. And, and the, the one article that, that I read where, where they were saying... Here's Hillary, and she allowed her husband to cheat. Yeah, please. Trust me, women and you know in your business, their, yeah. their husbands to cheat. But women stay, and they stay for different reasons. And I have to tell you, Barbara, when I, I did not see her while she made her concession speech, but I, you know, YouTubed it to, to see it. And when I watched it and you could see Bill in the background and, and, and the quivering in her face, she was actually so real during that delivering that speech. And you could see the pain. You could see mm-hmm. what yeah, it was. Palpable. It was. Yes. And, and it's not her, it, what he did or didn't do was not her problem. Her problem was what she tried to do was be the president of the United States not just because she's a woman but because she was a woman who was qualified and until we as women get together and support each other as a woman it is never going to change because you saw how many white uneducated men and women who are uneducated as well in large part that's the statistics I'm not saying this this is what I read are the ones who voted in favor of Donald Trump. Mm-hmm. Women need to support women, especially in her you case. Know what? That's what I don't understand because I talked to some women to to see what what the reason was and one woman said to me, "I don't care what he does in his personal life." And I thought, "Wait a minute. That's that says who you are." 
So the fact that he he thought it was okay if he grabbed women or he walked in a room to all these beauty contestants and because he was the owner, he could go in there while they were naked and ogle these women, some of them that, that are minors. And I thought... What do you mean you don't care what he does in his personal life? That shows the kind of person you are. That shows your character. And I thought, well, what are we electing anyway? Are we electing the person? I mean, certainly these same people would not say, oh, it's a good thing to elect his policies. Because, you know, <laughs> well, the policies you see aren't necessarily something to say, wouldn't that be great to have 21 million people now uninsured? And that's where we're going. I know. And, and I know people who who have had who have cancer and other illnesses who never could be or or their premiums were out the ro- well, through the roof. Remember the days where there was a pre-existing condition, right? And you couldn't get exactly. Insurance. That's my point. Now they're covered. So yes. I don't know all about. I'm never. I'm not going to sit here and profess I understand Obamacare. I don't. I don't use it. I don't know that much about it. But I know people who do and people who love it. I know people who hate it. So well, I'm not going there. Million people that are now insured that were not that weren't insured before, and that is the biggest difference. However. All I'm saying is, as women, if we don't support one another as women Mm -hmm. and vote and lift other women up and help them get to these positions, when there's six, seven, eight people running against each other for the primary in the primary and they're all women, then you can say, I like her better than her or I like you. It's just like everyone else does. But until that point, we are never going to be elevated into the position of, of the presidency unless we as women vote for women and help each other out. I don't care how that sounds. Women need to support women. We Most of the time, women are their own worst enemies. And they re- really... Yeah. I think that's historic. Yes, Because I it's think women, women end up competing against yes. other women, and whether it's for the attention of a man or whatever. It's natural. And in a very unhealthy way. Yeah, but it's an, I mean, it is a men natural will thing. In sports, not that many women necessarily compete in sports, but they'll compete for a man. I know. I know. And it becomes very divisive. But and it is what we used say, to do. It's what we're, we, we just I do know, it. It's in, it is instinctual. That's not right. Right. I'm just saying for this, let's look at this differently. And when I saw these women interviewed who voted for Trump and the stuff they were saying, I, I, was, I just couldn't believe they what actually were saying were it. Giving? Just stupid reasons. Like there was just no, oh, what we, we need change. We need this. What change? You needed change eight years ago, wasn't it? With hope and change with Barack Obama. Isn't that what everybody voted for? Mm-hmm. So And now they're doing nothing but complain about him what change what is really going to happen what well, you're because not as bring the mines back you're not going to bring the steel mill <laughs> back you're not going to bring those things back and all the things he promised to quote get change they're not feasible mm-hmm. and people feel i guess the general consensus is that people feel disenfranchised and so those people who have felt that way aren't making any money aren't but what are they doing to make more money what is it they're doing or not doing but you know hillary and bill clinton didn't start out rich they started out both poor they had to work their way to get where they are just like everybody else does Mm -hmm. don't complain about it do something about it it's just it's all i want to talk about really is that women and we need more women this just it makes me so angry when i sat and listened and i thought this is why women don't get into politics. This is the reason they don't do it, because the support dwindles. People say they're going to support you. They don't. And it all starts from they have to put up with the 
BS of everything they're blamed for, for their husband's stuff, for this, that, and the other. Yes. It's constant. Yes. And it's why women stay away from running and being involved in, in politics. And we need more qualified women to step up both from a local level all the way up to the presidency. And women need to support those women to do it and not rip them apart. Yeah. And you know what? I listen to people to try to understand their rationale, and time and time and again, it comes back to they're never going to vote for any woman. Well, and that and that's that's my point, right? Whether Stop. they're female or male, they're not going to vote for any woman. And you look at, at at this woman and say, "Hey, wow, she was a senator during a difficult time in New York State. She was Secretary of State. I mean, I saw her when she was in Nairobi on a on a five country African trip. And if Trump was talking about stamina, oh my gosh, she was, she's traveled the furthest the furthest of any Secretary of State. And she was in the White House's first lady for eight years she knows everybody by name she knows the i don't that i don't get and i don't even care about donald trump as donald trump. i don't care but he's unqualified he and that is the, the the thing that i don't get where you could take the the difference between the two forget ones whatever it is no but when you it's, when you run a campaign based on uh, on degrading and disrespecting all of these groups uh, and then you win and then you win how do you win? Because and the then people, what people who aren't in those groups voted for you. Well, I have to tell you the other thing. My son's girlfriend um, is doing TFA, Teach for America, for two years. Mm -hmm. She and another high school friend of my son's were petrified to go into school the next day. Terrified, I should say. Because they didn't know how or what to say to these children that they're teaching in, the, in, in Center City and Louisiana school districts. They don't know what to tell them because these kids were petrified that if Trump wins, their family's going to have to leave the United States and they're going to be uprooted. And these are real fears of and young children. Fears. Based on what he said? Exactly, because he said it. You. He yeah. said it, and now these children, and the children who, as Hillary's commercials were, our children are listening. These are the things that were said, the fears that were, the fear that was put into their parents' minds, the fear that then went to them. It is a real fear, and now they don't know what's going to happen. And they were nasty things, whether however he me meant them to be, they came out the way they came out, and it was wrong. That's why I think the country, it, I mean, I'm 60 years old. I have never seen the country like this ever no, before? No. I mean, at, at the day after anger. an election? It's all based on anger. You, you never had demonstrations in I all know, the cities. I've never seen that, that in said, my life. That never. said, I'm not, I'm not going to support I'm this not going to support this president. I know. And Hillary's still ahead in the popular I vote. know that. So it's, I know. it's not a mandate from the people. I guess it it's is like 2000 a mandate all over. of <laughs> that we want change. And maybe it's the pendulum swinging back from from years of accepting different groups. Yeah, we're going to talk more about it when we come back. You're listening to Laurie and Lynn Show. We'll be right back. Here's Laurie and Lynn. Welcome back, everybody. You're listening to Laurie and Lynn Show. I'm Laurie Cadden, the owner of Laurie Cadden Enterprises, which is a fundraising PR and special event business. And my good friend and partner, radio partner, Lynn Evans, is off today. As Barbara said, she's in Boston for the day, getting a well-deserved honor. And Barbara, attorney Barbara J. O'Hara, who's on in the next segment for her wonderful practice of family law for 35 years, has joined me for the first two segments, sitting in for Lynn. Thank you, Barbara, for doing that. And we were beforehand talking about um, 
the uh, election and the fact that Hillary Clinton lost and our thoughts on why. And as we went to break, I said to Barbara, we're never probably never going to be able to change some men's opinion of that. Um, but I think women have to be the ones to make those to sit to, to change the way they think about it. Sadly, if you talk to some women about why why do they dislike Hillary Clinton, they won't come up with a rational reason. They'll just say, I don't like her. And who cares? You but don't have not to like for her. Somebody, but they're not going to vote for somebody. I voted really... for plenty of people who I don't like because yeah. I looked at what they what they did. I, I've even voted Republican, although my father would. You did not. Yes, I did. I did. I voted Republican once for president. Yes, I did. Ronald Reagan and whenever that was. 1980? Yes. So... Trust me, I, I've done that. Um, but bottom line is, it's it, it, we have got to support, support, and the the fact that where is or who is coming up that has the qualifications? Who? Well, to be honest with you, no one. Qualifications hurt. Yeah, I because guess because when you when you compare what happened to Hillary compared to what happened to Barack Obama, he had very little that he was running on. So you couldn't go after, well, what, what happened with Benghazi? What happened with this? What happened with that? And quite honestly, if you're Secretary of State, people are holding you to guaranteeing that nothing bad happens in the world. Well, God bless you. That's, that's an impossible happen. task yeah. mm -hmm. because things will happen er and errors in judgment may happen, errors in policy, and your subordinates may make, may make wrong decisions. And that's all on you. Nobody says, oh, you did a wonderful job today because nothing bad happened. You're you're in a position where you're only responsible for the, the the things that go wrong, and it's a crazy world out there. Yeah. So, well, all I hope is that um, you know you, you do think about these stories, and like I said, the sadness and that the gloomy day yesterday morning, and and then Katie McGinty losing, and my son Sean uh, had been employed with her campaign, and he work so hard and he was crushed mm -hmm. and you know you just sit there and you think here is a young 22 year old guy young yeah. man what do you say to your kids who, what do you say to them he's all in support for women because the, he's learned very well and so is his other brother Tommy that this is not to be that that women are need to be on the same playing field if it and based on again I have to look at the qualifications I don't think anyone should get anywhere just because they are but if you are as qualified or above why would we even have to worry about that for jobs for anything else compare apples to apples yes. that's all we and these both raising healthy males yes so they women. understand that i'm yes. not just saying this are the women are better than men men are better. i'm not saying that i'm saying that there's we're there no one is any better we are equal in that regard but if you're running for or being picked for something or getting a job if you are qualified why would you choose the unqualified person why and this is a job. This is a job now he has for the uh, next four yeah, years. A very and and job. we are like the employer because we've now decided who is going to do this. And quite frankly, it's, you know, funded through the government. So it is everybody's issue. Yeah. So I don't I don't get it. I, I know, you know, a pe that people are afraid of the Second Amendment. That was never at stake. And if no. you listen to the things she spoke about. 
the people that he, that Trump was saying she was about or not about. Listen to what she said. They weren't true. Nothing was going to happen and to the Second Amendment. Each and every allegation he made of she's for this and she's for that and she's going to take away your guns. That's not and true. And the NRA didn't make it any easier anyway, what they, what they say, because they're always afraid something's... It's not happening. No one wanted it to happen. Right. The only issue was, and it's been talked about by most legislators, is these assault weapons and all assault these other weapons things. Assault weapons and background checks. Yeah, and that's it's what's hard wrong to with that. Anybody giving a rational reason for for what's wrong with that? The only rational reason you could is they're thinking if there's one regulate, you know, if there's more regulations, then then it's a slippery slope and we're going to lose our guns. Right. Well, there, that's not a rational idea. And you look at this and say, you know, what's going on with assault weapons? No hunter should be hunting with an assault weapon. <laughs> but, uh, you know, God. it's not like you're I, taking them away for any good rational reason. You're know, looking at I, this and saying it's fear, why are but we see doing they that? put the fear and I guess the bottom line is because people feel they don't trust her. That is, so when she says that's not what I'm doing, they don't they don't want to trust what she's saying because they just blank you know it's a blanket statement. I don't trust what she says. You right. know, and that's that's what But they do well, trust a client a, a, a guy who has no say, military experience, no government experience and he can't go in and run the government like he does a business he can't no because he's the leader of those businesses he can say whatever he wants he doesn't have to go through congress or congress or senate to get what he wants done he gets it done how do you now this is totally different totally it is so i just all i uh, again i just want women to and, and again, I want to say that, that don't give up on your dreams. If that's something you want to do and you believe it, go for it and, and, and keep striving and going ahead. There was a, on the Today Show, they had a school, school for girls. I think it was out in California. And these girls were all thrilled thinking that we were going to have the first president of the United States. And they, they send her a video and, you know, he said, Hillary, we're stronger together. And they, they're sending it to her. And those, mm-hmm. you see the look on these kids' faces. And the one little girl at the end said, we'll, we'll, we'll look for hope and we'll keep, and, and that's all we have. We do. We have hope. We have to hope that he now makes the right decisions. And let's hope he does. You know, and you can you had you don't have to as somebody said last night you don't have to respect the person you have to respect the office and that is the the position and that's what you have to do, so that's it's just really hard to do that but we'll see we'll see what it's happens really hard and it's do. heartbreaking because I hope he surrounds himself with people of good judgment. Me too. Me too. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. It don't. scares me to say if he's saying if we have nukes why are we not using them. Yeah, that is scary. And that he has his finger. Uh, It's uh, no. mm -mm -mm. So women out there, please, if you're listening, support women, help them get where they need to get. You are who we're fighting for. People have fought for years and years and years and years for equality and where we are. And I loved they went to Susan B. Anthony's. I saw uh, that. Did you see that? And they stuck because of you and we vote for her. I thought that was. were putting their stickers on Stickers on her grave, on her tombstone. I know. I love it. So this is the reason so many women before us have fought and fought and fought for us to be where we are today. And we need to keep doing that and supporting each other. And Lynn, I don't, I don't, I'm sorry, Lori. Lori. I don't think that younger women necessarily appreciate what women have, do, have done because no, put them been, in, their, in their plate. It's been it, different for them. In their situation. Mm-hmm. And that lots of people have made lots of sacrifices for you to get there. Mm-hmm. And people don't don't realize the history of that and don't appreciate the what's happened. Because they don't. 
and, and you know, maybe, I mean, we, just like that, people would say that about our generation. Well, you didn't know what we went before, and you weren't washing clothes on a washboard, and you weren't, yeah, no, I know. That's but true. I can still appreciate that that's and the hard work you've done before this, before yes. there were washing machines and different things that we, I mean, my grandmother used to tell me those stories. We didn't have washers, Laurie. We had a washboard that you would have to do in the sink and hang in it, blah, blah, and the way you used to have to iron. And I said, oh my God, like you, you can't even think didn't about it. Didn't you have it. to iron as a young girl? Yeah, iron, but not the way they did. Oh, I mean, that old where they heated the, hard. That yeah. would be awful. But my, I didn't like to, I know, I didn't to iron as do. a young girl, Barbara. I was terrible at you it. My grandmother what? was great. I didn't great. say I was good at it, but my oh, mother used to terrible. make me do an hour of ironing oh. every day in the summer. No. And if I did anything wrong, I had to do two hours. <gasps> so it was, it was. <laughs> that is a, that that is a punishment. punishment. It is. Cause and I, I, say I have that. to admit, I, I <laughs> still have, have that concept of ironing being Ugh. punishment in my head. Do you do it? Do you like yes. to do it? Do you like, do it? No, I do it because I have to. Ugh, no, I But I don't like it. I hate it. I will at I will try it. My kids are good at it. My son, Tommy, excellent. I hate it. My, My son's in the Air was, Force Academy, and he irons everything. Well, see, he So we were with him trained, at, the, right? at the West Point game, and we're in the hotel room, and we're chatting as he's ironing. And I'm thinking, this is so funny. Uh-huh. Because here's my 21-year-old. Because you used to do it for him, right? Uh, yes. Uh-huh. Uh, here's my 21-year-old ironing everything he's wearing. And Did he do hilarious. a good job? Of course he did. Yes, see. Yeah, they, they uh-huh. have to. I know. Shine your shoes and, and, and make iron your bed your and flip the and quarter and the whole thing. I know. I had something. Or else they flip it. I just don't. I there's just something about it. I can't. I just can't stand it. So how have you gotten over this? What the, the election? The election. I thought you meant ironing. No. Um, <laughs> I'm not. I just keep. I just keep trying to stay hopeful. I can't say positive because I, I think I go negative on, on Trump a little bit at times. I don't want to because I want to be able to give him a fair shake, but I can't help but to do that. And then when I read other stuff, and I guess I don't have to, I, I just want my heart breaks that we did not, that Hillary did not win. It just breaks. I do. And I just do feel in a speech and talking to young children and young girls and but it we, wouldn't be so bad if it was someone that was likable. Yeah, but he's not so, likable. To so, not. I don't know. I, I mean, it's, it's it's hard to respect someone it really that doesn't is. respect other people. Mm-hmm. And well, based on his behavior the whole time, it's hard to. How do you condone that kind of bullying and 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 negativity and 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 just I don't even care about the politically correct stuff I get sometimes this world is way too politically correct on certain things but to some of the stuff he's saying was just downright mean you just there's just no reason for it so and I, I always leave you know I always end the show by saying be safe and be nice and I really do don't that's why I'm trying not not to be nice about but you know what I can't help you were seeing people get get angrier yeah and that there was much more division than in a normal election and I think that was coming from him of he would say something ridiculously awful you know making fun of minorities or making fun of of um john mccain or families like how Uh do you even do that i know that that was horrible and it was just so repulsive to to most people yeah you look at this and say normal people (laughs) you know that's who wants to hear that? I mean, but there's a certain sense of commonality for human decency. Exactly. A- and he would not just go over the line, but he he would he'd go a mile over the line. I know. And you say, how do you put up with that? Right. 
And that's not politically incorrect. That's just, right, lack of decency. It just is. So uh, I don't know. So now to say, okay, let's forget all that. Yeah, forget I said it. Let's move on and be happy. And but be it this. brings you back to I can say anything or do anything I want. just to get get votes. Mm-hmm. And you wonder, in four years, will those some, same people who voted for him, I mean, and is that how what people were waiting they? for, that they finally got off their rear ends and went out and voted because they wanted someone this nasty and, and, and negative and, and, and just the fear that he, he provoked? Is that what it, it took to get you to vote? I don't understand that. Why? That's what it took. This this person and what he represents and what he said and did in this election is what it took for you to get out and vote. Because he's anti, he's got no other experience in it. What that? Because you don't want the political establishment. I, I don't. I don't. I don't get it. I don't get it. So but I would hope that all of us now try to get recover from the election. And let's see what he's going to do. Sit back, as Garrison Keillor said. Let's sit back, eat grapes, walk long, and the Democrats (laughs) sit back and watch what he's going to do. And that's the good way to look at it. Just chill and let it go. Go, you know, have at it, Donald. That's what we're going to say. So anyway, we're going to take another quick break. You're listening this morning to The Laurie and Lynn Show. We'll be right back. Here's Laurie and Lynn. Good morning, everybody. I'm Laurie Cadden. I'm the owner of Laurie Cadden Enterprises, which is a fundraising PR and special event business. And you're listening to the Laurie and Lynn Show. Lynn Evans, my radio partner, is off today. And who's been with me all morning is the lovely attorney Barbara J. O'Hara, who is one of our guest experts. And Barbara's up next because we're going to be talking a lot about social media. And just to give you a little background on Barbara, Barbara's been in the practice of family law for about 35 years. Now she's a partner with Hughes, Nichols, and O'Hara and Dunn. More. And Barbara has been with us now for many years, and we're grateful and thankful for that, Barb. So let's talk a little bit before we do one thing. I just want to mention last night, I, a, a, a woman I know who owns a little it's a, a gift store, and she's a woman in business, and I we always support, Lynn and I always try to do that. It's a place called La Tida, and it used to be up across near the, on the, um, next to Burger King on the highway um in Dixon City. Did she move? And she moved down to this mall at Steamtown and she said she absolutely loves it. So that's oh, just nice. another thing. She last night she had a trunk sale on this beautiful jewelry called Mariana and it is an Israeli um designer. And the stuff is beautiful. And so we were in there. A friend of mine and I went in because we have some pieces. And we went to the trunk show. And I and she said, I just wish, you know, the word. I said, do people know you have all this? She said, no, some people, but, you know, not all. So I said, I'll just mention it on the show that she's right in the mall on the first floor. And um, we're sort of near, floor. sort of where if you get off the escalator, mm-hmm. if you go um, down towards the, the um, middle, what did they call that? The... Center Where the court. escalator is, yeah. center court. A mm-hmm. little bit before that on the right-hand side. She's on the Lackawanna side of the, the mall on the oh, first nice. floor. And she, the jewelry is beautiful. So if you ever feel Very like you nice. want to do something and see it, go see it. I always try to promote my um, friends and their businesses. So anyway, I was just there, so that's why I said it. But anyway, um, Barbara, we were talking about social media. And I, yes, I guess how it affects an election, <laughs> coming yeah. off an election where, this ever, where where the bullying. What uh, happens in your business? In with my anything? business, it this? has changed dramatically. I've been practicing for 20, 35 years, and 
years and years and years ago when I started, people might have a picture that might incriminate. Mm-hmm. Now, particularly with the millennials, they have posted all their life online. <laughs> so they post where they're drinking. They post what they're doing. They post pictures of themselves drinking to excess or saying nasty things to each other. And unfortunately, the nasty things they say to the mother or father of their children and they get into these horribly ugly exchanges that now you're in a custody court and you as the attorney are now faced with the, these are the text messages that your client sent. And they're horrible. They are things that no one should say. Absolutely, positively no one. And you look at this and and now you have to justify your client's bad behavior. And some of it is so reprehensible, it's really, really hard to justify that. So what happens, Lori, is... What what do you tell them? When you you meet with them, do you start out by telling them that? Or do you wait until you see something happen? I tell them to stay off social media. I I tell them not to exchange any text or anything in writing with with the 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 other parent whether it's their spouse or or the father of their their child or mother of their child and I tell them that and in fact with some young people I I've made them get off and I made them sign something that they were going to get off because nothing good ever comes of, it. Comes of this mm-hmm. and I've never used it for a good purpose I've used it in cases to prove just how awful this is or how much this person drinks. You know, when they swear in court and say, I don't don't drink at all, Judge, or I only drink socially, and then they put themselves at all these different (laughs) different bars. Or one case I had, the guy had a pyramid of beer cans and his young son standing there. Oh, man. And you look at this and say, what were you thinking? And obviously they weren't thinking. Right. But... That behavior comes back and hurts you. And what do people do now? They post their whole life up there. Mm -hmm. They post everything they're thinking. And, you know, it used to be that you would, you didn't have this immediate response time like you do now. And, And years ago, you might say, okay, fine, I just got this nasty message. And yes, voicemail can be used against you because you know you're being recorded. That can be, that's it. Oh, yes. You know you're being recorded. If if I leave a message on an answering machine. Oh, it's only if you don't know you're being recorded. If if you don't know you're being recorded, it can't be used. All right, I see. But if you do, so if I leave a nasty message on a voicemail, obviously I knew I was being recorded. It's, you know, intentional recording. Okay. And if I'm stupid enough to leave a a nasty message, then that's going to be used against me, too. And people save those things, and people (laughs) record them, and now you have to justify it. So I tell all of my clients, whatever you put in print should not have any expletives. It should not have anything vulgar in it. It should not even not be mean or derogatory or say anything bad, wish them any bad nothing if you can't put it on a billboard and justify it to your mother or your first grade teacher don't it sh- do it don't do it and they do it every single day and every case i have there's something of oh this is what this is what text i got from from the other parent and they're horribly awful 
So you really and truly have to look at this and say, could I justify making this statement? And no, it is not, the standard is not, well, they called me a blank, and therefore I called them a blank. No, you need to show restraint. And if the other person made a nasty comment about you, maybe you just don't say anything because nothing good will come of you saying something back. It's very difficult for your attorney to justify why you said something that bad. So even in retaliation, yes. it, you just can't, it it's, doesn't it's matter who started behavior. it. Right, right. You know what? It, it's like refereeing a fight between two toddlers. And yes, you know, for interest factor, you could look and see what did the first toddler do, but then the second toddler did something bad too. And yes, it might have been that the other parent instigated it, but you don't need to keep that up. You don't need to keep up bad behavior. You can just walk away and not say anything bad. If somebody says something bad to you in a text, maybe you need to cool off and calm down and not respond. You don't have to be instantaneous on sending back a nasty text. Or it might be, okay, I will pick them up at four. You don't need to respond to the bait. And quite honestly, I see with clients, if they don't respond to the bait, sometimes the baiting stops. Because you Does think, it ever intensify because they're not? You know how you, it's like that, uh, that you're being passive aggressive by not paying attention? Well, to be so, honest with you... The court system doesn't look at somebody and say, you didn't retaliate. Oh, shame on you. Yeah. So does it cause the, the person who instigated this to, to intensify? Sometimes it does. Yeah. And they only look worse. Sets in with, yeah. They only look worse. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it, if it's a constant baiting of trying to get the other person to say something bad and the other person just responds based on what's necessary information. I'll pick them up at six. That's all that you needed to say. You didn't need to respond in an ugly, comparable vein. Just exercise some restraint. Years ago, people used to say, if you want to write a nasty letter, you dictate the letter, keep it in your, your desk, and the next morning you'd read it again and say, is this really something I want to send? And more likely than not, you wouldn't. Because you'd look at this and say, you know, I wrote that in a fit of anger. Mm -hmm. Now, with an, the instantaneous society we have now, if they don't get a text back right, right away, it's like, you know, th then you get 29 texts saying, respond. Yes, you can respond. But respond just based on what custody exchange information you need to have. Not something nasty. Because mm -hmm. really and truly, it will come back to haunt you. Yeah. I know. Uh, you, and Barbara, you would you really be, be surprised. You get dis must be disgusted then when you tell them, and then it's like being their mother saying, "I told you not to do this." Like, I know, and you don't really want to scold people because no, you're representing but it, but them. But it's screwing everything you. up. It is. Yeah. And you look at this and you try to reason with people and say, this isn't helping your case. Because right. obviously there's an objective you want to have. You want to, you, know, you love your child. You want to spend time with your child. You're letting this anger get in the way. Mm -hmm. And it, it really promotes a really ugly, uh, ugly relationship. And I'm seeing that intensify because of the instantaneous conversation. Right. I mean, yes, somebody could say something nasty to you. That's pretty commonplace. But when you respond in kind, it just escalates the fight to a point where they're calling each other horrible things. 
And it's really hard for the attorney to justify why you did that. And when when your your texts are now printed off and a judge is looking at them, you both look bad. I mean, this, this social media has been now a tool for attorneys to not have to hire private investigators in oh, some way. Right? I haven't because hired it's a right private there. investigator in years because people publicize all the stuff yeah. they're doing. They tell you, oh, I... I have a case coming up where the woman's been cheating on, on her husband for six years, and she professes her love to this other guy on, that I've been with for six years. And you look at that, and I th- and you would think, what rational person would ever do that? You've been married to somebody else for the last three. But that's, that's well, what people are Well, there are people doing. who have to put everything they do on Facebook. Well, they you know get what? up in the morning instantly, or they do this. I don't care what it, you what you had for breakfast. I know, but nobody people do else that. in the world cares. Cares what you either. Had for breakfast. Why? Who needs it though? It's an addiction now, right? It's it is an addiction. addiction. It really is. Mm-hmm. And the clients that I'll tell to get off Facebook, they'll jump back on as soon as their their case is over. Oh yeah, of course. It, it, so, whatever. You know what? As long as it's not adverse. But is it just Facebook? What about me. what about texting and stuff uh, like that? Te- it's all the same thing. The worst. And yeah. people, I've had people put on adverse decisions that happened against them, and and badmouth a judge right on Facebook. <gasps> oh my God! And you look at that and say, this has to be one of the stupidest things you'll ever do. And fortunately, it wasn't my client. It was the other side. We had another hearing in front of the same judge three weeks later. Did the judge know? Yes. And did they mention it? I mentioned it. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, that makes sense. It does. And what does the judge do? Judges are people, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, does that make you look good? No. No. You know, maybe you got some kind of satisfaction out of lashing out of it at a judge on the internet. I never really think that's a smart idea because in some counties, it's a one-judge county. Mm-hmm. You're going to go up in front of that same judge, and you're going to expect a favorable result and maybe not get it. Yeah, that's I mean, uh, really and truly, I mean, a, a judge is going to take the whole thing and decide credibility. And if in your last case you put something very bad about the judge out on social media... I think that's not too smart. Mm-hmm. So please, everyone, get your holiday schedules in order, your custody schedules, because the last thing in the world you want to do is be in custody court the day before Thanksgiving yep. or the Tuesday before Thanksgiving. The, the courts are clogged with who's going where. Is who's Johnny going and Susie where? Yes. going with father, oh, you know mother? What? What? And it sucks the joy out I of the holiday it. for everyone. I know. I know. So get your schedules ready. Even if you think you you might have plans, firm them up now. Yeah, Thanksgiving because, is two weeks away. Okay, so. and, and make your deals. And, and you don't want to call an attorney Thanksgiving week and say, we don't have any custody plans. Mm-hmm. Rush into court and do this. Yeah. And the same for Christmas. So may, confirm your plans now. Yeah. Okay. How does anyone get in? How do they get in touch with you, Barbara? I can be reached at 570-344-7171. And I'm located at 1421 East Drinker Street in Dunmore, PA, on the corner of Tigan Drinker. There we go. Thank, Thank you, you very much. much. And thanks for sitting in for Lynn. Oh, it's my pleasure. Have a great weekend, everybody. And women, be nice to women. Support each other. And be safe and be nice. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, 
You call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.